0: PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So I was in the shower. I was yeah. cleaning my ass and making all the all sparkly. Thank you, I'm not the funny one. I'm the pretty one. Cock shots. I <laughs> <laughs> just checked myself out.
1: music, and then loop up
0: and go A like a dick theater. a a Which means
1: your pants and better come off. Mama needs playtime. I'm going to
2: uh, we're not sluts, we just
1: love love. Hello podcast listeners, this is Angela.
0: Haha, ha, I'm still here.
1: <laughs> we're not missing Bradford this week. This
0: is Bradford. Yay! Yay! And welcome to another episode of I Sit on Grimace While Drinking a Rosé.
1: or by the by as we like to say
0: yeah but i figured we need subtitles okay yes right in this episode of Bradford sits on grimace and drinks a birthday (laughs) uh yeah welcome back yeah um
1: we've made it another week yes it's been a good week um
0: what 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 do we have coming up
1: (laughs) march 6th friday march 6th is pendulum yes so, we've, I know we've been pushing it, but I'm really looking forward to a good, exciting so night. Ready for all the sexy people to come out. I want to see some bi-play, people exploring. I want to see that orgy room filled up. I want to see Puppy Piles. Wow. You have oh, I have of a lot of demands. You
0: do. This
1: you is de- what happens when you give me rose.
0: You demand. <laughs> <laughs> Ding. Uh, yeah, like, we're not going to give you rose anymore. Wow. The okay. girl. I think it might be all I drink now. I'm a rose queen. No longer drinking water. Jeez, who are you? My grandmother (laughs) at a brunch?
1: (laughs) Oh, let's hope not. Mm. Do you really want to be married to your grandmother at a brunch?
0: I don't know. Take your teeth out. Let's go to bed. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so then uh, after that, we have. um, Well, currently it's wide open until November. Yeah. That's true.
1: There'll be more pendulums.
0: There will be more pendulums.
1: We don't Um, have dates yet, so yeah. yeah.
0: We'll we'll put them
1: up, yeah. We'll put them up when we figure them out. Uh,
0: And then we have uh, November 7th to the 14th. We'll be at Desire Mexico.
1: Yep, swing set takes Desire. Tengo
0: un gato en los pantalones.
1: We're going again, and Bradford's Spanish has not come along anywhere near
0: as well as we would have liked. Me gusta. Me gusta (laughs) chupame. I mean, that's good, right? Well, sure. We'll go with that.
1: <laughs> yeah uh so yeah so we're going back for swing set takes desire and we're host this year which means we will have some little workshops and some events and i don't know stuff i'm not really entirely sure what it all means
0: the trains are going out on outside
1: yeah but Take we're gonna hand. we're gonna figure this yeah. out as we go Woo! and we're gonna have a good time Woo! and we're gonna be naked and warm in mexico oh,
0: God. mega woo yeah so arguably, our balcony has been warm. We have uh, – the gentleman for my birthday last year gave me yeah. a inflatable pool. Mm-hmm. And while some people would say, well, Bradford, that's a kid's pool, um, children should not be allowed in our pool because it sits out on our balcony uh, yeah. and we get in it naked and we can see a lot of people. Nobody's actually looked at us, really. No. They've looked at us as we were getting in and out, I think. I
1: was going to say, there's really only one balcony – a little bit away that people seem to be on with any sort of, I'm going to say, regularity. Yeah. But I tried to at least keep a top on if I was invisible range of that balcony.
0: Yeah, which you are in visible range of that balcony.
1: Yeah, even when I'm sitting in the pool.
0: Uh, if you're sitting down, you're, you're not. Okay. Yeah, when you're sitting down, you're not. Well... Because you have to think, but you it's guys not from can... your eye level, it's from your tit level. So if you True. drop your head down and then look up, Right. that's adorable. You just... <laughs> oh god if only <laughs> and it's not like you actually pulled your breasts up and squashed your neck down you turtled I can go to fit level <laughs> I'm a turtle um so yeah so I'm looking forward to warmth but yeah, yeah I, anyway uh
1: but you're uh, just saying that we've been naked outside
0: since. yes
2: okay right right we
0: so know. there was a message that we got and I don't remember what venue it was from and I'm pretty sure it was instagram but I couldn't find the message uh even though we searched before, this is
1: why you should screenshot.
0: I well, I should have, but I didn't honestly think I would talk about it until it just hit me that like I need to tell you this. Okay, um, this person said that normally they're all on your side, uh huh. But this time I'm siding with Bradford. That's basically what they said. Normally I'm always on Angela's side. This time I side with Bradford. Is
1: this Urban Dictionary?
0: And I was like, what What are you talking about? And the person responded, Urban dictionaries. They've got to stop. <laughs> was this Lawrence? <laughs> I mean, wasn't. It? If it was Lawrence, I would have remembered it, and I would have, like, I, and I searched through my messages to see exactly what this human said. Mm-hmm. But I have at least one other person out there in our audience who agrees with me that the Urban Dictionary episode <laughs> got to stop.
1: I'm kind of okay with this, because while I still have a few oh God. thing, a few, I don't know, terms or whatever, like, I mean, it's one of those things that can go on and on forever, but they also just kind of get more and more ridiculous and, like you're not ever gonna do these things. No. Well, I mean, I say we're not, but I can't speak for the gentleman. He
0: might do a couple. I'd love him. He's like, let's give it a go, <laughs> like, dude. It's called a Vidalia highway. I don't care. <laughs> By the way, that's what you dip your dick in or- an onion juice and then ram it in somebody's ass.
1: Well, because it's not going in his ass, so he doesn't care.
0: Well, he no. Well, maybe it might.
1: Oh, okay. See, mm.
0: get some onion puree. Yeah, yeah. Gross.
1: I'll put it on the strap-on.
0: I'm against this. <laughs> anyway. So you yes. just came
1: up with a new one. So,
0: no, actually, go. I don't think I did. I think that it actually exists. No. That's Vidalia that can't something. be. Um, Hang on.
1: I, I, no.
0: I don't think
2: so.
0: I'm incorrect. It is called the Dirty Vidalia. <laughs> <laughs> Coat your cock with onion juice, stick it in her ass. I took her home last night <sighs> and tried the Dirty Vidalia. Hashtag sex acts. Wow.
2: Wow! So wow. there
0: you go. Special. See, it fucking sucks. <laughs> so don't do it, people. Uh-huh. And I have somebody on my side who doesn't yeah. want us to do it anymore.
1: I just like to hear your definitions. I don't really care to read the Urban Dictionary ones. I, you, you make up some good things, some fun things.
0: Uh, yeah, but it's.
1: We should just have you make up things, not Urban Dictionary, and let's just try them. Make up sex acts. And let's make give them up names. Sex acts? Yeah. That's great. We're gonna have like sex acts brought to you by by the by.
0: Oh, God, you kid. And if you if you try one and video it and send it to us, we'll give you a cum rag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. No, that's... Our, our, our Twitter's is already inundated with dick pics.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. So you've got some anyway, on your side.
0: Awesome. Yay! Yay! Bradford has a team.
1: <laughs> Bradford is validated.
0: Bradford is validated. Which is really all Bradford wants.
2: Yeah. Uh, it is.
0: And to not refer to himself in the third person. <laughs> so... I don't know what else we're talking about this week, but mm-hmm. one of the things I wanted to talk about was when I was traveling so much, um, which was just a couple of weeks ago, uh, I went for, let's see, I left on a Wednesday morning and didn't get home until Wednesday evening. Yeah. So, a week. Uh, eight days in total. But I went for eight days without really any other kind of human touch other than handshakes and the occasional hug.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: but it was a I'm going to assume not like a good
1: hug, but like a, oh, hey, nice to meet you kind of hug. It
0: it was either, it was one of those good to see you again hugs. Okay. Um, And arguably, I was with a very good friend who kept offering me hugs, but it was just like, I don't know, I I couldn't accept kind of thing. I don't know. And uh, yeah, so at that time, and we've we've done a couple of love language uh, podcasts Mm -hmm. in the past, but if you don't know my number one love language by like a a, a a country mile is love is touch yes and so for me to go that long without touch was and i know i've gone that long without touch i mean i can remember times when i was married previously, that I went that long, if not longer, without touch. But now I think that I have such a bounty of it that like you and I are constantly touching. The gentleman and I are constantly touching. uh Leo and I are constantly touching. There's so many people who I'm constantly cuddling, or at least even incidental touch.
1: I think that's it, is that you have like you said, such a bounty, you have a lot of touch now that you've kind of become accustomed to that. Yeah. So when you don't have it, the difference is even starker. It was... uh, And also, you said that, you know, you went a long time in your previous marriage without touch, but what kind of headspace were you in? True.
0: Fair enough. And it wasn't a good one. Yeah. Uh, But honestly, it was one of those, like, it was kind of interesting to be able to try to Disconnect and take a step mm-hmm. back and look at it. And I think the best example I can give, which I know some people roll their eyes at, but it's like I was starving. You know, yeah. I was starving for attention. Mm-hmm. I was starving for um, some kind of even platonic non sexual touch. And uh, I think midway through the week, I was texting you and then also Leo. And Leo was like, well, his partner was saying, why don't you go to get a massage? And yeah. where I was, there was like no places to get a massage. There was no like. No grinder. <laughs> there, like grinder, the closest person. Like occasionally you would get hit and miss where there'd be a person within a couple hundred meters. Mm. But mostly the people were 13 to 26 kilometers oh, away. Geez. I mean, it's a like. Yeah. It was sort of this isolated desert of nothing. Uh, it's in an, it, this
1: is a no touch zone of Australia. It was a no touch zone. Bad touch, bad touch. <laughs> So if you don't like touch, we can tell you exactly where to go.
0: It was just really interesting to kind of experience this. And like yeah. my my typical out, like grinder or um, um, Massage or something like that, there was no – it didn't exist. Yeah. And that was so weird to It's kind have of that.
1: surprising that – that I mean, I say this, but that there would be a place like that. But there are. I mean, there's a lot of small towns and, and places that are a bit the, more the, rural. This was a rural community. Yeah, but it – I don't know. I guess because there's massage parlors everywhere down here. I just kind of expect there to at least be a massage parlor. Well,
0: it's really funny because a colleague of mine and I were like, "Oh, well, let's find like when we first got down there." So uh, we got down there on a on a um, Wednesday. So the mm. no, I was wrong. I left on a Tuesday morning, mm. and then so it was nine total days. Um, so I got down there, and on Wednesday we were like, "Oh, let's." You know, let's get our uh, manicure.
1: Yeah, and
0: I'm like, oh, that that could be fun. And we searched the closest place to get a manicure twenty eight kilometers away.
1: Jesus, like, fuck. Yeah, like,
0: you've got to be kidding. So we're like, all right, well, I guess we won't get a manicure. And it's like you walk down the street, and it is a it is a beach city. It's very much a sleepy little. It's like Amityville, mm. but without the tourism. <laughs> like, um. It's a sleepy little town that there's really nothing there. Yeah. And all the shops look the same. They have one movie theater that shows four movies a week at random times. Like, literally. It was, like, <laughs> Thursday at 3.15, uh, Saturday at 5. Uh-huh. And, like, that was their movies. <laughs> and they're, like, doors open ten minutes prior to wow. show time. It's, like, jeez, is that even enough time to make
1: popcorn? Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, somebody's doing this as like a secondary side job or
0: something. Yeah, like it was a yeah. m- a single screen movie yeah. theater. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was so weird to exist like that, mm. and to know that I could text you all, know that I could call you all, but really, that's that's like it. That was it. That you're, was it. you're
1: still quite isolated. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, and it felt really isolated.
1: Yeah, that's awful. It's it's just so interesting because. I guess we just really get spoiled by, like you said, having so many friends around that you do have at least incidental touch with or being able to you know, go on these apps. And And I know that, yes, we're in a more populated area at this point, but still to be able to go on to apps and find people and even if you're not going to hook up and have sex, you can still just just... That t- like the like when you go meet somebody on a first date, there's always touches, there's always bits right, right. And, and really, I mean, if you really wanted, you could just ask somebody, "Hey, can I have a cuddle?" You know, yeah. and and most people are might think it's a little weird, but they'd probably be okay with it. You know, first meeting someone or I want meet, you whatever. to be no
0: that you don't have to say yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it, there are so many ways that you can get touched. But there's also, I would say that, especially in certain environments it is also quite discouraged because people don't want it to be taken the wrong way.
2: Right. And so
1: some people can very much pull back and be like, Oh, I'm not going to do it. And even those of us who really like touch, I find myself at times really kind of being careful that I'm not going to cross someone else's boundary of too much touch. And some, I've, I go through phases where I'll pull back. I won't pull back or I'll ask. and and so it's, you know, it's a, it's a wave. Um, but I am cognizant at times and I think a lot of people are cognizant of we don't want to have too much touch because we don't want someone to take it the wrong way. Exactly. And even if it's just meant as a friendly thing, you don't know what what space other people are in and so I think it's we're almost going the opposite way and, and pulling back too much, I would say.
0: So, and I was just searching through Facebook to see if I could find it and I, and I can't, but somebody recently posted this long list of things they wanted to normalize. And it was mm-hmm. the long and short of it was platonic touch between friends yeah. or, or loving touch between platonic friends, I should say. Uh, and, and I, I really think that that should be more normalized, and it's not. Mm. Uh, and it was things like, you know, men hugging and or, or you know, men resting with their hands on each other's mm-hmm. arms. And it, I find that it's something I do almost naturally without yeah. even thinking about it. Not, but I think it's because I am so touch-centric.
1: Well, and some cultures do it better than others. Yeah. Some cultures, it's much more accepted to have that platonic touch. Than, than others. Yeah.
0: Because I know working with Europeans, mm-hmm. I've had a few times where, you know, we'll sit and somebody, will, uh, a, a male will put his hand on my arm. And while it's also a sign, it's a bit of a sign of a dominance, resting it there isn't a perpetual sign of dominance. Yeah. Um, a quick touch typically is a dominant mm-hmm. sign. But... uh they, it is that, it's that connection. And yeah. once you're connected, then you can have a more open, honest conversation with people.
1: Just human connection. Yeah. yeah. And it makes such a difference. It really right. does. And I think I would be curious to know, and I have not bothered to even look this up before, but curious to know, out of the five love languages, what, which ones, how do they rank in dominance throughout the population? And what's the spread of that? Like, yeah. I wonder if anybody's ever done research on that. Somebody surely should have,
0: I would right? assume that somebody should have.
1: Yeah, I would think that that's been done. But because I'm I'm curious as to how touch ranks amongst the five. Because we have a lot of friends who are touchers. Yes. And is that just, you know, touch begets touch? Or, you know, is it just that it's a very common one? Okay.
0: Um, oh, did you find something? I just did a quick... The Google. Yay. Um, Yay for Google. So according to Huffington Post, which... Not terribly reliable, but <laughs> this was updated in uh, or originally posted July twenty third, twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Updated the next day. Uh, there was uh, Gary Chapman, yeah, uh, who wrote, the, wrote the original book in nineteen ninety two. On his website, they ten thousand people took an online quiz uh, in December twenty ten. So, okay. ten years old information. But this was the percent of people whose and their breakdowns. Eighteen percent was receiving gifts. Nineteen percent was physical touch. Twenty percent was acts of service. Twenty percent was quality time. Words of affirmation. Twenty-three percent, and that's the was their number one.
1: So it's actually, so it's really close. It's actually pretty even spread. I then. mean,
0: when the biggest spread is five. Five percentage points. Yeah, that's almost margin of error.
1: And out of was it ten thousand? Ten thousand people. people yeah. That's right at
0: margin of error.
1: That's interesting. So they're actually all pretty equivalent, really.
0: Yeah. Huh. But what I think is interesting about this then is so I was looking for something different. Yeah. You know, so I couldn't get physical touch from my partners. So what can I do instead of that? Yeah. yeah. And so you know. Again, looking for massage, looking for manicure, looking for something like that, grinder, and none of those failed, or all of those failed. So then you look at, okay, what if it was quality time? Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that, like, what, like, quality time is also big for me as well.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it's, it's your
1: second one, I, I think. I think it's my yeah. second,
0: if not my third, if, if, or third. It's somewhere around there. Because I think that physical, or I'm sorry, um... Oh, I just went back. So words of affirmation were the top, was the top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had to get that backwards. I thought touch was the top. But no, yeah. No, physical no. touch was 19%. Yeah. So I would have thought maybe words of affirmation for me was, was high. No, I
1: think your quality time was the second.
0: Okay. So then what would you do? So in that conversation, I was at a conference. Does that count as quality time? Like you're spending time with people, no. but it's I not don't really think it important. Does.
1: I think for it to be quality time, it has to matter and it has to be significant.
0: With someone you S- care about.
1: Yeah, or have interest yeah. in. And so if you found someone at the conference, even a colleague or someone within your field, and you sat down and had a, an in-depth conversation about something, whether it be work-related or not or whatever, but because like we've been at conferences before and we've met up with people from other companies and you go out and you have some drinks and dinner and like, you really kind of connect. Yeah. I think something like that. Whether well, it's a work topic or not a work topic, I don't think it matters. So
0: it's interesting you say that because that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. is that there was four of us that all hung out the entire week. And so we would go to dinner together, we would you know, sneak away and get coffees together and so there was this sort of camaraderie mm-hmm. with within the four of us and including things like um one of the ladies would come over she they the the whole group came over to our uh, house the first night and we all drank and laughed and had music playing and it was very social and then one week or one night later one of the ladies came over and the three of us my work colleague and and the lady and I um we had like um, cheese and meats and mm-hmm. all just chatted and talked about stuff so we did a lot of that and it was a lot of us sort of traveling in groups and yeah. packs uh, so I think that's honestly what kept me sane was kind of doing that but at the same time I was still there was a few times where I would have a immediate switch because I can remember one time we had like this it was a night of dance and fun and I had a moment where it was like suddenly I, I had to get out yeah. Like, I had to leave. So I left very abruptly, and everybody's like, well, why'd you leave so quickly last night? I was like, oh, you know, I just got tired and snuck out. But in fact, I was, like, on the verge of a panic attack, and I was like, I got to get out. There's way too many people here. I got to yeah. escape. Um, but, you know, you think about, it, like, acts of service, mm-hmm. uh, receiving gifts. What do these people do when they're
1: Well, okay, so let's denied. break it down. And And, again, it's very situational, but let's take the conference example because that's what we've started sure. with, right?
0: Yeah.
1: And so... Acts of service can be even just, like, holding the door for people. It can be, and this is combined with gifts, perhaps, is getting people coffees, like some yeah, of the vendors right. and whatnot. You know, get them a coffee. Bring them a glass of wine. I mean, I know they have people at the nighttime things walking around with, you know, drinks and stuff. So even though there's there's wait staff with that, caterers with the drinks, you can still be like, oh, here, let me take one over to these people. Fair enough. Um, so you can always do something like that, and that's a very simple thing to do. It's not... It doesn't have to be like something that you've bought specifically for them. It could be if you went out to get lunch, oh, hey, I brought you a pastry back or just a, you know, it could be that. But it could also just be, you know, getting something or I was at some other booth, saw a free thing that yeah. made me think of you. Here's this free thing, you know, all the swag that's around there. Um, so you can always do stuff like that with gifts. I think that's. There's always ways to do that. And, again, acts of service can be a little bit of that. Um, It can even be, hey, I see you've been standing on your feet for a long time. Let me get you a chair and find a chair for them.
0: Fair enough. Um, Because I know that my colleague, um, I think one of hers high levels is acts of service. Yeah. And so she was volunteering for a couple of mornings she ended up volunteering to do uh runs yeah so she would lead people on these runs and and whatnot yeah uh fun runs whatever and yeah so i i see what you're saying yeah there's it's things just, that it's, you can do it's
1: look around at the people that are are around and see what is it that they need what kind of what service can i provide them whether it be In this case, work related, not work related, doesn't really matter. But what, what is it that is needed? And is it that people need to be made more comfortable in their environment at the conference? Is it that they need to get out of that? Like you said, like the run and like, and especially if you're on the beach, go for a walk on the beach even or do some kind of exploration or like even make up some kind of competition or something that people can kind of a fun little competition that people can take part in that's not anything incredibly difficult but yeah, if you kind of just take a look around and see what's there but then you know gifts is a little bit tougher but still I think doable in that situation mm. Um even if you're walking along the beach and you pick up some seashells and like oh here I thought you might like these or these are pretty or whatever Yeah, but then and, the
0: problem is people are going to think you're coming on to them oh, if you oh. give me a coffee I'm like oh that was nice if you give me a seashell fair enough okay like Right.
1: Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, I don't know
0: what you want there, Norman Bates.
1: Yeah. What was then? what was the fifth one? Um, um, acts of service, quality time, gifts, words of affirmation, words and of affirmation. Climax. Okay,
0: and words of affirmation is a more e- yeah, e- is that's an a easier easy one because yeah. you can always give people. The yeah. problem is sometimes getting it. Yeah. Um, yeah. If and really, you, what you were describing with the coffee and whatnot, that's you doing something for somebody. Yeah. That's a gift. Yeah. That's not you getting it. If what no, you, it's not. Yeah. It's not.
1: But if you... Most people will express in the way that they feel right. what what their dominant uh, way of feeling is. So if somebody's always giving you things, then chances are they want something as well. That That's their dominant message. Yeah. So if you're paying attention... Which I guess it depends on how invested you are in this person. But if you're paying attention, then, you know, they're probably going to reciprocate in a similar way. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, or you can reciprocate in a similar way to what they've done to you. So yeah. And it also depends on their position because like you said, you know, you made friends with the catering people and then they yeah, were really nice to you. And so, but that's the one thing that they can give is they can give you a little extra attention in that department. So it depends on, you know, what your role is as well.
0: Yeah, it then that's I always befriend the catering people because uh they can give you wine.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. it's always good to de- befriend the ones who can give you wine. Oh my god,
0: I know, right? Yes. Yeah. Cool. yeah it's a
1: tough situation though and it was, and, it, was and I guess, a, it
0: was really hard and
1: i guess ultimately it's and it's not easy to do in the moment and it can seem like a lifetime but at the same time you just have to remember that this is finite i'm gonna go home i'm gonna be around my people soon yes yeah. and it's can royally suck in the meantime but it's not it's not gonna be that forever
0: yeah um. yeah it was tough it was really tough and I kept telling myself this isn't forever but still yeah. you know yourself tends to not believe you yeah, um, yeah. next year uh, and of course you know this year it was a week next year it looks like it might be two and a half weeks because oh, I Jesus. might be down there for the entire conference Um.
1: Well, I can always come down for part of it and I was going to say if that's yeah. the case I'll,
0: you come down for part yeah. of it and we can you know yeah that'll be fun that'll, that'll help yeah so yeah yay exactly um Cool. Let's um, pause here, take a okay. quick break, and then we'll come back and talk about the rest of the stuff we got to talk about. Get some more rosé. You betcha. Join us on The Wet Coast, a podcast about sexuality and ethical non-monogamy of every variety. We talk polyamory and swinging, monogamous and open relationships, from dirty, dirty sex to heartbreak and everything in between. We share our personal experiences in philosophy, observations and theories, what works for us, and where we fucked it right up. This isn't your Average Couple's Explan-A-Brag podcast, though we definitely do a little of that. We share our adventures in open with a unique, funny, feminist, and Canadian approach. Come get wet with us on the wet coast. And we're back. Loaded with um, more ice. I'm sorry, more rosé. It does have ice in it, so you'll hear the kinkle, kinkle, kinkle.
1: Yeah, because it's um, quite warm and we want to keep it chilled.
0: Yeah, and I yeah. admittedly poured half a bottle of rosé into my glass. Did you see my glass?
1: No, I didn't. Wow, that's an uh, yeah, that's an impressive <laughs> glass of rosé there, babe. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you just started pouring, and then you're like, why not? Keep going, as long as there's room.
0: It's one of those things where you know how everybody does this, I'm assuming, where you get to the point where you're like, there's a centimeter and a half left in the bottle. What are you going to do? I know you don't want it, because I know how you drink. And I know I do want it, because I know how I drink. And then it's like, you're not just going to leave it in there, because then it's a waste. So... And we don't want to, like, have
1: to go back for that centimeter and a half. That's a lot of work. I don't (laughs) want to
0: stand up, no. Yeah, no. I'm I'm, I'm comfy. I don't want to stand up.
1: Well, yeah, and and sometimes, I will say, for me, I kind of misjudge. And I'm like, oh, there's just a little bit left. And then you start pouring it. And it looks like a little bit in this big container. But then in your little tiny glass, it's
0: like, wow, that looks like a lot. See, the problem is, some wine bottles have that dimple in the bottom. Yeah, This one didn't. So when Uh, I saw a centimeter and a half, I was like, oh, that's not much at all. And it ended up being another (laughs) half a glass of rosé. So Yes, I don't have a problem. Yeah. The bottle has, the bottle has a problem. Oh
1: yes, the bottle's fault. That's <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> oh my god! Um, so you want to talk about Adam and Eve for a second? Yeah. Do you know what I like? What do you like? Free stuff. Uh, butt stuff. Oh, uh, yeah, butt stuff. <laughs> free butt stuff. How about free butt stuff? <laughs> uh, yes, and free stuff. Sp- free stuff to spice up your bedroom. Even better. Mm-hmm. Turn this mm-hmm. on. Um, so with By the By, B-Y-T-H-E-B-I, you can select almost any one item for 50% off. Uh, And then Adam and Eve will load on.
1: Free stuff.
0: That's right. Uh When you put in By the By, B-Y-T-H-E-B-I, at checkout, you'll get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy gift for him, a special gift for her, and a third gift you'll both enjoy. Ooh. I know. I like that. Also... We always say, pay for your porn, folks. Yeah. Well, this time you don't have to because when you use our offer code, you get six spicy movies. Video on demand.
2: It's going to
1: be like super spicy or just a little spicy, you know? Depends it's like, on what you're looking for.
0: Yeah. Was, I mean, yeah, yeah it's, you, know, you get all kinds. You get all kinds of spice. Get
1: some super spice. Uh,
0: and then also, of course, and Angela knows what this is, our favorite part of this:
1: free shipping.
0: I know, because we hate paying for fucking shipping in Australia. It's oh, it's expensive. it's bloody like, it's unfair. expensive.
1: It's so bloody expensive. I realize we're far away, but Jesus Christ.
0: So just as a reminder, go to adamandeve.com. Use the special code BYTHEBI and you'll get all the stuff we talked about and yeah. more. You'll get love from mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. Lots of love. All right. So we have a listener question. Once yeah. again, from my favorite app right now, Instagram, mm-hmm. which... Wait,
2: just- wait, wait.
1: Or Instacram.
0: <laughs> this was be- oh, and you know, you were giving me the side eyes. So I was like, is she serious? Uh-huh. What, like, Is she going to uh-huh. ask me between Instagram and Twitter? Because fuck Twitter. Uh,
1: <laughs> no, no.
0: Uh, Insta, I like them both. Can I? Keep- Why not both? <laughs> um no, so yeah, on Instagram stories, they allow you to do those really fun little things where they tell you what kind of coffee you are or which character you are from Futurama. And recently I did the How Attractive You Are on a scale of okay. 1 to 10. So the first day I did it, I was a 3. Then I was, like, bummed out. So I waited a couple of days. I was like, all right, I'll give it another <laughs> go. And then I was a 1. I was like, god damn it. Uh, and then I waited a couple of days. I was like, all right, you know, I'll try it the last time. And it gave me a 9. Oh. Uh, and then, like, I had so many messages on fucking Instagram. It's because you smiled. It was not because I smiled. Um, it was because the number is fucking random, yeah. and I just got lucky.
1: So is this like those old BuzzFeed things, like the old, yeah? The Buzz- I'm sure they still do them, but like the BuzzFeed quizzes where you're like pick three things, and it yes. tells you, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Pick like pick. what kind
1: of pizza you're gonna be? Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Or or which Harry <laughs> Potter house you're in, right, right. or you know yeah. what kind of cucumber you are. Mm.
1: You're a pickle. Pickle Rick.
0: <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yes. Instagram question.
1: Okay. Right. Right. Yes. So. It starts out with, we have a question, it may have been answered through the show, but still.
0: Ooh, but still. But, but stuff.
1: still? <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're starting to explore male same-sex play in the lifestyle. That's right,
0: hold your butt still. I'm sorry.
1: Sometimes, yes, most times, let's we'll say. Uh, so, starting to explore male same-sex play in the lifestyle. We've been in the lifestyle for over 12 years, so quite experienced. Nice. But this but this area is foreign to us. I'm sorry. I can't get past it tonight. I just can't.
0: It's just every time I hear but, I think (laughs) with double T. Uh,
1: Okay. So this area is foreign to us.
0: The but? (laughs) (laughs) This poor listener is going, God damn it. Why do I message these people? God
1: damn it. Get through the fucking
0: question. (laughs) No, that's everyone else.
1: Curious as to the experiences you have had in the sense of people being welcoming of or not so warm to by and by curious men. What are some of the ups and pitfalls associated with male bisexuality in the lifestyle you have encountered?
0: Oof. So
1: which part do you want to start with?
0: Let's start with the negatives.
1: Well, I was going to say, we can break it up into four. Oh. is people being welcoming. Okay. People not being welcoming. Okay. The ups and benefits, and then the pitfalls. So let's start on the people side, and then we'll move to the experience side. Okay.
0: So I will say, the number of times that... We've started talking about play with, with couples, and this has been across, it doesn't matter where we are, mm-hmm. except for Pendulum Party and Desire, yeah. Life in the Swing set yeah. takes desire. Uh, excluding those two sort of unique biomes, it's, it's. Good word choice, by the way. Thanks. Check plus. <laughs> uh, Rosé makes me smart. <laughs> um, I'm going to say probably a third of the time to 40% of the time. As soon as we start talking about me being bi,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you can physically see, literally see, the guy's body language change. Pick mm. comes a little closed, a little and more stiff. reserved. The legs will come closer together. If their legs are crossed, they'll go from an open cross to a tight cross. Like it, they they become physically smaller, yeah, um, and you know, like cool, they, that's fine. Um, so you, you number one, you got to get used to that. Uh, I, I still sometimes have trouble with it, in that I see it happen, and I'm really trying not to roll my eyes.
1: So, question: When you see that, do you continue on with engaging with that? person or couple, I'm going to say couple because it usually is, but do you continue engaging with them or do you see that and be like, no, I'm not really into this? Honestly,
0: I very quickly lose interest in both of them. Yeah. Um, Even if I've only, even if I'm only, and most of the time, I'm only interested in her Mm -hmm. in this situation, but we talk about the play style. Yeah. Like this is, I mean, it's who I, how I define myself. So I almost immediately lose interest in both of them. Is that unfair? Probably. But, you know, I'm thinking about me first in the I want to make sure that my headspace is is, mm-hmm. is good. And just to expand on that, I think it's because even if I'm not interested in the guy, knowing that he is now more closed off and concerned about me
1: uh-huh.
0: just makes me feel unwelcome
1: and i would say that as well if you continue with play it's generally going to be just a bit more awkward because you're always going to be thinking about where's my hand what am i I doing i don't want to touch him even incidentally and it does make everyone i would say everyone because i'm then also more aware as to where you are where he is what are we doing and you know i want to be close to you generally and touch you as well but it does just kind of make everything a bit more heightened and and not like in the hey let's enjoy this but we need to kind of be careful. No boundaries are crossed,
0: right? Exactly. Because the last thing I want to do is to make somebody feel inc- yeah. uncomfortable.
1: And and to be fair, when you bring this up, it's not that you necessarily want to like have sex with the guy or play with the guy, even. Yeah, no. It's just, hey, this is who I am, and there could be incidental touching.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So next up, you have the I'm going to say again, thirty to forty percent of people who are absolutely indifferent. They don't care. They're straight. Yep. But, man, you do you. We understand that during sex, there's going to be incidental touching. Yeah. If we're doing it right, there's going to be incidental touching. Mm-hmm. Um, it's cool. And I've even had that go as far as to guys put their hand on my back when yeah. I'm, like, yeah. like while we're all playing, they'll put their hand on my back to maybe to sort of, like, do it harder or something <laughs> like that, you know? Um and or put their hand on my hand to show me what their partner's like, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And but it's just it is again, it's that incidental it's more incidental touch. Mm-hmm. And then I'd say, um twenty to thirty percent of the time you have the guys that are curious or are also thigh. Yeah. Uh so you just sort of have to accept that
1: And as well, sometimes we get into a play situation where the guys are the guy may say, you know, yeah, that's okay. I don't mind. So it's almost as if they're in that second category of it's it's okay. I'm straight, but it's fine if there's touching. But then next thing you know, they're asking you to go down on them.
2: Yeah, and yeah. so
1: then I'm like, mm, you're kind of more in that third category, but you want to play like you're in the second category,
0: exactly. And that which is which again, is okay.
1: That's you look know, if you're not comfortable
0: yeah. stating your desires until we're like a long time ago. I used to be that like flag and sword-carrying bisexual. That if you didn't admit you were bi, then I would cut you down. Mm -hmm. Like, as soon as you wanted it, like, fuck you, man. But now I'm like, I get it. I I do get it. Like, there's a lot of spaces out there where it's not safe to be Mm -hmm. your authentic self. Mm -hmm. So we have to be, you know, as authentic as we can be for that that space. And And if you're new to the swinging community, you might feel like... I I don't know if the space is safe yet.
1: And if you're used to being in spaces where it's not so safe or around people where it's not so accepted, even if you're in a space where it is accepted and it is okay, and you know that, it can still be hard to get out of that headspace because you've made a habit. And it's hard to break that habit. Once you've made it. So unless you continue to go back to those spaces and be in those environments where it is more accepted you're probably not going to break that habit.
0: Yeah. So I no longer carry the sword, um, except to cut down the homophobic straight people. Yeah. Um, but like, I, I do understand it. I get it and I appreciate it. Um, mm. I can th- only think of one time where I went down on somebody and then sort of made a referential joke afterwards saying, well, you're at least bicurious curious. And the response was, no, I'm straight. And I thought to myself, "Ugh."
1: Oh, yeah. Like, yeah.
0: Okay, fine. But if you would ask me to do that again, you're, you're an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) So like, if you can't admit it when it's just two or four of us in a room, Mm
2: -hmm. like Mm
0: -hmm. you don't have to admit it to the world, but if I've just gone down on you, like you can at least admit it a little to me. Um, So uh, yeah, it, there are people out there who suck. Mm -hmm. um, And like that, that, I think that goes without saying Yeah. But, like, and I guess that kind of leads into those pitfalls.
2: Uh, But
1: I would say that at the same time, and and you kind of covered this a bit in the last category, but there are times as well that we've gone to play with people and... You know, we'll talk about the fact that I'm bisexual, and then that you're bisexual, and they're like, awesome, you know, I am yeah. too, or I'm yeah. really curious, and or like, whatever, and they be, all of a sudden become more animated and more excited, yeah. and it's like, this is going to be fun.
0: Because it's a permission space. It's a permission yeah.
1: space, and it's also, now we can really play and explore, and nobody's holding themselves back.
0: Yeah, and and the, those times, like, it's so funny, and... and Part of me feels like I should feel guilty for this, but I, I'm I'm not going to feel guilty for this. When especially when men say I'm by, yeah, I'm more willing to work harder in the sexual play. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to give it my, you know, I'm not just giving it eighty percent. I'm giving like a full hundred and ten percent to yeah. make sure that this is fun for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can think of a couple times at our secret spot in the recent past where we didn't really talk about it. Until we were mid play, and the I all I said was, is this okay? And the guy said, yes. And I started going down at him. Like, like that right there, to be in, a, in an orgy space where you're clearly like same gender play. Yeah. Like, I'm so much willing to make it more pleasurable for you and more envious for anyone watching.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm all about that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, yeah. Um, and I think that part, you gotta have a little bit of that in you as well. I think. I think it makes it it's a lot of fun to have that kind of attitude to where cool now we're going to be like the play is going to be really fun yeah. for all of us yeah. uh, and anybody who's watching is going to be jealous that they're not, they're not like, part oh, of it I
1: want to be part of that yeah, <laughs> um,
0: yeah. because I think again when you, when you show off that you can have this kind of fun play it really does uh, it opens that permission space for people yeah who yeah. may not have it
1: mm-hmm.
0: or or may want it and need it, but don't know how to ask for it. Right. Um, so I think that's the kind of people and like the welcoming, like, mm-hmm. like you said. Like, it's pretty mixed. It is. It's pretty mixed. And I'm going to say it's mixed in a, depending on the way you look at it, glass half full, glass half empty. You're going to have 30 to 40% of the people who are going to treat you differently.
2: Mm-hmm. You can't.
1: I mean, and, and I say this, but... It's hard not to, but you can't take it personally. No. Because the other way you And can, that's me
0: saying it, who every time takes it personally. I know.
1: But you, you have to look at it in the fact that... And again, we are fortunate in that we're in an area where there's a lot of people. But if you're in an area where it is a much smaller community, it's not as easy. But there are people that are right for you to play with, and there's people that aren't right for you to play with. And that can be situational. It can be momentary or whatever. But still, if somebody's not the right person for you to play with at that moment, then that's not who you should be playing with. But it also depends on if you go into a situation and say, I want to play with somebody, or if you're okay saying if there's not someone there, then I'm okay with it just being us or whatever. So I think a lot of it depends on your headspace going into it and what you're willing to put up with and where what boundaries you're willing to accept. But if you really want to make a fair go of, of playing with people, then you're going to have to accept a lot more rejection and you're probably going to have to go through more couples, more people. Oh, it's going to be there. a lot more work. Yeah. I'm going to tell
0: you, if, if um, bi-male play is something you're looking for, it's an investment. Mm. Uh, you know, I'm part of a Facebook group on married bisexuals. That's um, so there, everybody that's in there is bisexual, everybody in there is married. And... Some of these poor folks, I'm reading their their posts, and many of them are looking for a third male yeah. that goes by to play with them, either with their partners or by themselves. And, you know, the number of times I see, you know, for every 10 people we talk to, one person even shows up. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not surprised. I think that that's something that you need to get used to. Yeah, and I'm not if, surprised. If it you're sucks. not going to clubs, yeah. if you're doing it all online, that is something you're going to get used to. There are people who want to trade picks. There are people who want to. They they it's titillating. It's peacocking. You yeah. know, they they show off their stuff, and then that's what gets them off. And they're really not concerned about you and what gets you off. Um,
1: yeah, and if you're doing it on the app,
0: we've even found couples that way. Oh yeah, to add to that,
1: absolutely. But if you're doing it online as well with experience you'll be able to start to call out some of the time wasters. Oh yeah. And the ones that aren't going to show up, the ones that are just asking for pics for their spank bank or whatever. Like you'll you'll start to kind of get through some of that. But still there's going to be times that you're like, "Wow, I really am interested in this person. It seems like they're interested in us and then you get there and then they don't show up." Yeah. So there's always going to be that. But that- you do get better at calling through some of it with time
0: but even yeah. yeah you're absolutely right but even it that still I think you it's happened to us oh, where yeah. we plan a date we go out and the person is a no show yeah. um yeah. and it, uh, it's just like ugh it's yeah. a lot of work
1: yeah absolutely
0: so yeah that's i mean i think other pitfalls would just be um you know making sure that you you know exactly what you want from play is it with this other male like do you want to kiss? Do you want to just cuddle? Do you want just oral? Do you want to do some sort of full penetrative Mm -hmm. uh, anal sex or, or rimming or something like that? Like no. And and you may not know all of what you want, but I think not having even a short plan of what you want is a pitfall. You have to at least say of these five, seven things that I could do with a human, Mm I want to do this, this, and this.
1: Yes. And that will change situational. It will oh, change night to night, whatever. But I think it would be good not only to have an idea for that particular meetup or night that you go out, date that you have, whatever it may, whatever it may be. But have an idea for that. But also talk about it with your partner. Yeah. Because that way your partner knows what to expect.
0: Don't be surprised. I was going to say the good yeah, thing. Yeah, they, right. kn-
1: they know what to expect. They know what headspace you're in. And they can kind of help keep you on track if someone else that you're meeting up with perhaps is more dominant and tries to steer you in a direction that you maybe didn't want to go in. then your partner can be like, hey, I thought, you know, and you can even have a private conversation and be like, is this, you know, if you want to go further, that's fine. But are you sure you really want to or are you just, you know. Doing it because this person that you may be really into wants to do it kind of thing.
0: And the converse of that, if the person you've met up with who actually showed up is not as dominant, if Mm -hmm. they're more submissive, your partner is your wingman. Mm -hmm. So your partner is the one that's going to say, you know, maybe this is what I want to see. And as long as everything's consensual, this is what we're going to do and kind of thing. Yeah. Um,
1: Help move things along. But
0: it is important not to surprise your partner because if your partner isn't expecting you to eat somebody's ass and suddenly (laughs) you're doing it, uh, that can be... Confronting to yeah. some people. I mean, yeah. that's something that, like, that's something you want to do, but you didn't talk about it with your partner. And now suddenly you're doing it, and yeah. then you're like, hey, give me a kiss. And uh, they're like, wait, what?
1: <laughs> and that's something that even I would say in the greater swinging world, we do it pretty much every time what, before jobs, we go out. Kissing? No, no. no. <laughs> but we talk about what we want yes. for the night. I'd say almost every time before we go out, is if we're going to the club, it's like, you know, I'm I'm really into you, or I'm really, like, sometimes I'm like, I really want to meet somebody new, yeah. or, you know, we know that these people are going to be there, I'd like to catch up with them. Whatever it may be, like, we do tend to talk about what we want, or, like, if we're feeling particularly oral, yeah. or something like that.
0: And I'll say, too, it's still hard for me sometimes mm-hmm. to admit to you, like, this is what I want. Um, I think, I don't think time really makes it easier, because, like, we've been doing this now for... Six years, seven years? And I don't think it's still sometimes awkward to say, wow, I really want a guy to dominate me. Or I really want, um, you know, I I don't know, whatever.
1: I would say as well, things that are, I'm going to say, quote unquote, a bit more taboo. Yes. Are much harder to ask for. For you to say, "I want, I want a rim job." Yeah, you rarely do that.
0: No, I never say that.
1: And and there's. Oh, I don't
0: even tell. I don't even tell my male partners that. Yeah, and that's a classic of, of male partnership.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it's but those things that are a little more kind of taboo. I'm going to say historically, or you know, in our society, it's harder to ask for those things, yeah. even with your regular partner. But we try to be better about it. Yeah, and and well, the more do you do it, it gets you know gets a little easier at least.
0: Um, yeah, so I think that's something to kind of watch out for. Mm. Um, and I think the really just you know, I would say one of the last pitfalls, and I'm not even gonna say it's a pitfall, it's just something to kind of be aware of again, it goes back to safe sex and, and yeah, what, what you're ready to do, what you're prepared to do. Again, looking at rim jobs is the perfect example. Like, do I, I don't, I wouldn't lick and ass that I wouldn't eat off of which mm. is a kind mm. of an odd thing to say I guess but you know you want to make sure your partners are clean so even if that comes down to um asking your partner to either shower or use like some sort of um after dark intimate wipe kind of thing you know in, and that can be awkward but the way you make that sexy is you use this on every inch of you you want me to put your my mouth right. on and then like then the people are more excited I'm like right and i'm like like if somebody said that to me i would use both sides of the wipe mm-hmm. and like my entire body would except for my feet would be clean but don't put your, you say that and
1: it, and it can be awkward however if you can't have that conversation with somebody that True. you want to rim or that you want to rim you or you want to do whatever it doesn't matter if you can't have that conversation with somebody that you want to have some sort of intimacy with and and touch and and Sex of some sort with, you probably shouldn't be doing Agreed. it. Agreed. No, you need, I agree. You need to be able to have that conversation, as brief as it may be, before you really should get into any kind of of intimacy like that. Um, and and even like, yeah, you know, we've talked about it before, but brim jobs in particular. I'll do it with you. I know your ritual. I know that you're very clean. <laughs> I have with a couple of other people before. Not many. Yeah. Most of the time, if I'm going to do a rim job, I will use a dental dam or something. You know, that, actually, it's always been a dental dam. You could use saran wrap too, but I've always had dental dams, so I've just used those. But you know, I don't think that's a bad thing either because yeah. you know, it may not be exactly the same, but it's pretty freaking close, and it's good, and it's you know, it can still be a, a good thing to do and a fun thing to do. So you can do some of these things, but still not maybe have all of the the risks and and mentally you don't have to get over as much to get there as well
0: right right
1: so i think that that kind of helps and look at you know how can we have the same kind of pleasure but maybe in a way that makes both of us more comfortable
0: yeah but But i think like the crux of all of this is just you know you play as you play to the safest person in the room absolutely uh and and that's something to sort of be constantly aware of yeah and and yeah i think that that's absolutely uh, so we've hit the people on both sides, yeah. pitfalls. What was the last one?
1: Um, good experiences, benefits, etc. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um,
0: All the fun I'm stuff. Sorry, Come on. The, we ended on the good stuff. Yeah, so that's what I wanted to do. Um, I, you know, and again, I, I think back at many of my. Can I
1: sum it up in one sentence? Maybe. When it works, it really fucking works.
0: <laughs> God, we should put that on a bumper sticker. Uh, and that's but no, you're absolutely right. And it's, and those times are just like fireworks go off and like there it's, it's, it's like that warm snow. I would like, there's like, I know that doesn't exist. Mm -mm. Actually it does in, uh, it snows in Disney world, (laughs) (laughs) uh, but it, it is those, those moments that I think back at, at our secret spot where it was even over like that weren't pendulum nights and mm-hmm. not going to desire life on the swing set. Mm-hmm. Those random nights at our secret spot where we happen to bump into a couple that we both like, we find them both attractive, and both of them are interested in both of us. Yes, it's like the electricity. Um, and it's funny because you know I'll quote Billy Elliot the song "Electricity." You you can't really explain it like. Mm. I haven't got the words. I can't do the song. Um, but like <laughs> you can't in, in, because you can't explain it. You don't have the words. Um, but it's this magical feeling that you're like, cool. Because it's, it's, it's validating. It's making you feel wanted. It's making someone else feel wanted. Um, and it's comfortable. It's
1: easy. And that's good.
0: Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's, it's not work
1: to have sex with somebody or play with them.
0: Yeah. And which it should never be. Well, um,
1: but, like, but we, sometimes you're right. But sometimes you're a little more cognizant. Or you're like, oh, well, do you like this? Do you yeah. like that? You know, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's one of those things that, it, when it, like I think you said it best, when it works, it really fucking works.
1: Yeah. Like, when when we meet those people that either the, the male is bisexual or if they, you know, both are, like you said, and, and you know, we're all attracted to each other, then the the play just happens so naturally and you get those really easy puppy piles and you get and for us it tends to be a bit more relaxed so there are more giggles, more laughs, just kind of even times where we're just kind of laying, cuddling and touching and it doesn't matter who's holding on to who kind of thing. Yeah. Um yeah, it can be really really amazing when it when people are in the the same space as you
0: are. And I uh, you know, not to diminish any other play partners or play times that we've had, but I think those are my favorite times mm. when when that can happen. And I think back to, like, things that pop into my head are always those times. Mm. And, you know, still one of my favorite New Year's Eves was, I think, three or four New Year's Eves ago, where there were seven of us, yeah. all of us fully by in the bed from 1 a.m. till 6 a.m like Mm. that was awesome
1: yeah
0: uh that was awesome and was it all sex no a lot of it was us just kind of pretzled together and talking and like what do you want for this year and like there
1: were ups and downs there was sex there was cuddle time there was sex there was cuddle time and
0: you just this ebb and flow of sexuality and it was beautiful Mm. so yeah i think that it's
1: um and that's another thing too though is that rarely, because you think about that, that was, it ended up being five, six hours of just solid connection with these people.
0: Yeah, solid and, naked connection. And
1: rarely do we take that time to do that, you know, and, and especially if we're at a club, you know, you might be with somebody for an hour, maybe hour and a half, and you're playing with them and it's fun, but then you put your clothes on, you know, go back downstairs, whatever. If you have a date, it might be longer than that. It might be a few hours. Yeah. But... You know, five, six hours is a pretty long time yeah. to dedicate to like, hey, we're just going to be in each other's presence and we're just going to enjoy this. Yeah. And typically we've only really done that on holidays, like swing cations and stuff. Exactly. And so it is, those are really special times when that can happen, but also quite uncommon.
0: So. Yeah. And it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's a completely different story, but yeah. it's something that I think it's important for us to try to do. Um, Mm. Us as humans, not just like you and I. To try to spend long amounts of unfiltered time with people.
1: And uninterrupted. Yeah, unfiltered, uninterrupted. Because at that point, none of us had phones. We didn't have, oh, let's go check this. Let's, you know, it was just, we're just here. We're just enjoying each other's company. No interruptions. The world doesn't exist.
0: Yeah. And if that's
1: a good place to be in is to be able to, and I think that's so rare these days is to be able to focus on what are we doing at this moment? Who's around us right now and and everything else we just put away, we don't think about. Yeah. And it's, it's hard to do, but,
0: but bisexuals do it better than anyone else. (laughs) 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 Kidding. Right. (laughs) Sorry, not sorry. What he said. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I think, I think we answered the question. Yeah. Um,
1: and if we didn't And after 12 now.
0: years, wow, after 12 years in the lifestyle, number 1, fucking good for you.
1: Congratulations, yeah.
0: Number 2, what city are you in? Next time we're in, <laughs> in
1: Wherever you are, yeah. Uh,
0: we'd love to catch yeah. up for a drink. Uh yeah, it's um it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Is yeah. it is it hard? Yes, but nothing worthwhile is easy.
1: And the other thing is that at the end of the day, if you do explore if you give it a try a bit and you're kind of like mm, Meh. maybe this really isn't for me i thought i might enjoy it but it's not or it's not worth the work you know yes i enjoy it but i'm not willing to put the work into it that's okay too yeah and because that's kind of what this whole journey is about and i'm sure after 12 years you figure that much out is that we we give it a try and we see and if it doesn't work we don't do that particular thing again whatever it is yeah so yeah
0: and yeah good awesome yeah uh any other final thoughts mm no all right well thank you for that message if you want to send us a message you can email us love at gmail.com you can uh message us on any of our social media platforms that's instagram uh facebook and twitter i do check twitter i really do <laughs> i just don't like it um but you message us we are at by the by podcast on all of those
1: I really like that I open Instagram. Uh What's the first thing I see? Creepy Lawrence.
0: Oh, my God. If you're not following (laughs) Creepy Lawrence, do yourself a favor. It's at Creepy Lawrence, right? I think so. Oh, my God. Follow at Creepy Lawrence. Uh, It is my favorite Twitter account right now. Um, It's pictures of Lawrence, the owner and proprietor, one of the owners and proprietors, of Our Secret Spot, um, creepily stalking or pre- creepily hiding in people's pictures photo bombing, creepy bombs.
1: yeah and oh my god he's so good at photobombing
0: it's like, it's like where's Waldo or where's Wally if you're yeah. in one of those weird countries uh and it's just great so at creepy Lawrence on Instagram mm-hmm. well worth your time uh Support us on Patreon <laughs> at By the By, or I'm sorry at By the By Podcast. So Patreon.com/slash/By the Podcast. That's where you can get your cum rags. We've got uh, the new little phone caddies and whatnot that you can get uh, that we're going to be throwing out in some of our uh, upcoming uh, deliveries. And uh, yeah, thank you so much, and uh, we'll see you next time. Oh, hello! I didn't see you there. I'm Dylan Thomas, co-host of Life on the Swing Set, the podcast. We share our experiences in swinging, polyamory, and beyond. You're listening to a Swingset Network
2: podcast at swingset.fm. Hold up!